This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steve Radio. And in the second hour of In the Locker Room with Wolf, Starks, and the Ninjas, 412-919-1316. One of the interesting things to me, of course, is going to be who's going to replace Butsy. You know, Keith Butler... Um, one of the guys that um, has just been a great contributor over the years, nearly two decades with the Pittsburgh Steelers, a guy who was a great player with the Seattle Seahawks, um, just a tremendous and a tremendous guy all around, as as it were. And we're g- certainly will miss him. But you know, the dad gums are going to be retired. You're just not going to see. I'm just going to have to pick up my dad gums. You know, I'm going to have to pick yeah, up, yeah, yeah just mean- to cover for him. You have to just those, you know. You just got to throw it in ra- randomly. How you how, how you doing today, Wolf? Dad gum, I'm feeling good. You know, you just got to throw that in there. You know, <laughs> so I'm really inspired. I get a dad gummit. Dad gummit, I'm yeah, really good. Exactly, you know, exactly. yeah, exactly. Sometimes, sometimes it just takes that little it. Yeah, you know, I don't know what. It's just that it factor, <laughs> the dad gummit factor. <laughs> well, there's there's going to be a number of candidates. I'm sure that that Mike Tomlin's going to be. The defensive coordinator of the Giants is one of them. Um, you know, I would think that uh, there's a lot of guys that are talking about Terrell Austin. You know, I mean, the fact that uh, he's, you know, he had some very good defenses. When he was in Detroit, he had the number two one back in 014, I believe it was. Um, so he is yeah. no stranger to, you know, producing some good defenses. And there's a lot of guys that speak highly of him in the organization. And another guy that, uh, you know, I thought was kind of interesting would be uh, Wink Martindale from the Ravens. Uh, you know, the Ravens got rid of him. And this is a guy that's um, put yeah. up some very good defense. This is a guy who is aware of, uh, you know, all the schematics of the AFC North. I mean, that's that's a possibility I see. No, it's an absolute possibility. And I, I think the biggest thing is that, you know, when you, when you have a division rival, one, especially – the experience that Wink Martindale brings, right? Right. You know, he has schemed this team. He knows what our deficiencies are. So if you can bring him in for a conversation and have that frank conversation, if for anything, information gathering purposes, right. it's always good to, to talk to him. And like you said, you know your respect level for for that gentleman that, that sits across from you because you've seen him scheme and game plan you and have some success. So, of course, if you can't beat him, join him. Uh, and you know, I think he would be a very interesting guy that has the philosophies. I think that kind of mimic the Steelers, uh, defensive philosophies. So, you know, I, I, I definitely wouldn't say it, it's, it's worth a cup of coffee. To say to I me. would say so. I mean, you know, he's kind of a high voltage guy. He likes to, you know, get yeah. the, get the defenses rolling. And so, you know, certainly I think, um, you know, it would be worthwhile at least, uh, in, in view of that. So the number is 412-919-1316. Why don't we start off the phones right here with our, our one-man Elias Sports Bureau of the of the locker room. That would be CR. CR, you're in the locker room, buddy. Hey, what's going on, brother? CR, still in Chicago. How the heck you guys doing this year? We're doing fine. Doing great. Okay. Uh, well, uh, first and foremost, uh, Max, I want to give a shout out to uh, to you and your family, and um, you know our prayers and our thoughts go out with you, man. We, you know, we, you know, we we, we got a personal um, love for you, and we, we know we kind of know what you guys are going through in a sense. Uh, and we just uh, want you to know that uh, Steeler Nation has got you back, mm. bro. 
Well, I, well, CR, I truly appreciate that, and thanks for, thanks, thanks for the wishes, man. And uh, it means a lot. And you know, we we had a we had a great weekend. We had a great weekend with my family, um, getting my uncles together, and and the stories and and the fellowship and uh, just all the moments that we shared. You know, it was funny enough. My stepmom was just texting me, and she was like. Hey, where are those pictures of of the guys together? And so I, I I was like, ah, let me let me just hit you know hit the send and send the photos over and share it with everybody and and uh you know because I mean it's one of those things you know you hate to say that you know most of the time when family gets together is for weddings and funerals, um, uh-huh. sometimes those occasions usually you know hopefully spark something to do something greater. So you know it, it sparked me. You know, as the oldest son of the oldest family member, right? You know, my father was a patriarch of the family for a long time. Um, it sparked in me as as his son. I'm like, you know what? I got to do something. And mm. so I'm going to sit down with my cousin, Tim, and, you know, start planning out, you know, family reunion and everything. But it, it's those moments we have to cherish and, and really appreciate. And, you know, I said there, there were some tears that were shed on Saturday, but there was a lot of laughs <laughs> and a lot and a lot yeah. of hugs yeah. and a lot of great moments. We really celebrated a, a life well lived by my father. You know, the one thing I will say, everything I heard about Ross Browner was always accompanied with there was a lot of laughing when he was around. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Unless, you know, of course, you, you, you happen to be wearing an opposite jersey. There wasn't a lot of laughing yeah. going around then. <laughs> a little dread. A little dread yeah. instead. Yeah. It's, it's a whole bunch of your family members in in, in NFL. Um, uh, let me cover some, some statistics here. I've got nine calls last week, 317 calls this season in the county. Also want to give a shout-out to my boy Juan, the Carolina Connection. Where's uh, Juan been? Hey, guys, I know Where, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Where's uh, Juan I, been? Where's Juan been? Uh well you know I, we was told that, that we no it, make I know the, that uh, but the point the point was well we've not heard from him though lately and we certainly hope that uh, Juan is still in the mix here because you are well, you yourself are the one man Elias Sports Bureau of the locker room okay yeah, you got all CRS Sports Bureau well, I, 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 <laughs> yeah I, I tried to catch up with him over the weekend but Good. you know maybe maybe he's got something going on uh, I did hear him uh last uh, last Friday with the um with the uh, Wild Wild West. He was on there. For oh, second, cool. So, All right, good. Uh, All right. All's well I don't there. really know what's going on. Continue hey, on. Uh, uh, yeah, okay. Um, yeah, just uh, so much we got going on. And um, uh, I also want to uh, make out, uh, give you some comments here about the, um, bo- both the number one teams lost division round games uh, since uh, since 2010. Uh, background information here. The Titans 12-6 and six lost. For the third time as the AFC number one seed to an AFC North team, uh, this joining a pair of division losses to Baltimore after the 2000-2008 season. Also, the second straight playoff loss at home for Tennessee, which lost a wild card game to Baltimore a year ago. Tennessee has not won a playoff game at home since January 2003, a skid that will continue for another long time. Uh, that's point one. Point two, uh, Joe Burrows. Ties an NFL record for most times uh, sacked in a playoff game and rewrites the history book of Bengals win- <clears throat> still with the Bengals still winning in the playoff game and um, he tied with uh, Air, uh, Warren Moon for most sacks since the uh, 1970 merger. The nine Cincinnati sacks 
Uh, also, a ties an NFL playoff record with the 66 Chiefs, the 84 Bears, the 86 Jets, and the 93 Oilers. In addition to that, the nine sacks by the Titans also ties NFL playoff record with the 66 Bills, the 84 49ers, the 86 Browns, the 93 Chiefs, and uh, uh, the uh, Chicago Bears. Mm. So uh, I'm shooting that with CBS uh, NFL. Any comments on any of that information? No, other than the fact that Joe Burrow took a beat down and he just was fantastic. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing you can say about it but yeah. to admire his courage and his ability to get back up and, and lead that team. Yeah, he's tougher than turkey jerky, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> He, 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 he's, he's, I mean, he, he is, yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, cause I think that, and that's one of the things that you look at, you know, when you think of a hallmark of, of some of the, some of the great quarterbacks, right. That we've seen in AFC North lore. I mean, he he gives me a lot of the same feels of Ben, um, just a tough, whatever it takes mentality to get the job done. You know, he's, he's going to find a way and he's going to inspire his team to continue to fight and play hard. And, you know, like you said, nine sacks. I mean, you know, he, he should have his own back waxing cream, you know, after that uh, <laughs> because he was put down so many times. But he just kept getting up. He did. He just kept getting up. And, 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 and that's, that, that's something that's, you know, to our, our, to our chagrin in the regular season that he's in our division. But, I mean, but, but as a pure football fan, you have to appreciate that, man. I mean, and then you realize that, the Bengals are really going to go hard at offensive linemen this offseason as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no you, doubt you about gotta it. Got to do better. Exactly. Got to do better. <laughs> Anything else? Cr the one man Elias Sports oh, Bureau. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, you know, talking about the uh, the Titans, uh, um, a loss at home on the last second field goal by their opponents, the Titans and the Packers. Uh, the last time both number one seeds lost in the division round was in 2010. The Packers over the Falcons 48-21, and the Jets over the Patriots 28-21. That's all wild stuff. And greatly appreciated, yeah, brother. All right. All right, brother. I'm going to back out, back out your way and get out your hair. Welcome back, guys. Appreciate you. Oh, I got some 15-degree weather. If anybody wants anything out in Arizona, <laughs> I can have that FedEx out there, and you can get it in, in a couple hours. <laughs> <laughs> no, just go ahead. Just go ahead. Keep that on ice for me, CR. <laughs> oh, see, it, 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 it's like that, huh? Brother Tyler, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no. We got better hookups, better hookups. I mean, that, that, that's like asking, hey, who, who, who wants peppermints at a peppermint factory? No, I'm good. <laughs> okay, A. Okay, A. A. Ron. Hey, guys. And in between time. Here we go, Steelers. Here we All go. All right. Ooh, thank ooh. you. All right. Oh, thanks, That's great. <laughs> All right. Let me see. Oh, we still got enough time. Yeah, let's go to Pepe. All right, we're going to move right along here. We got Pepe in the locker room. Pepe, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing okay. I'd just like to echo the shout-out from CR to mm. uh, Max there. Um, and thanks, Pepe. Yes, you're welcome. Hey, the last game that lost, um, before the game, there was a question about who should be punting, and I was one that called in and said I'd go with Waitman. Just want to acknowledge that, uh, uh, what's his name, Harvin, did a good job uh, for that. Even though it was a loss and a loss, he did a good job. So He did. 
something like that. Yeah. Uh, last year, I came and by the way, Peppy, I was board. with you. I really thought Corliss Waitman should have been punting, which shows yeah. you that, uh, like you, you and I should not be special teams uh, coaches. <laughs> yeah, well, I think I think part of the reason why he um, got the job was because Juju came back, so they had to release someone. And speaking of Juju coming back, I wanted to give out a few awards. I did it last year. It's based on a couple of Tomlinisms. Okay. And the old TV show. The first award was the Welcome Back Carter Award. Now, mm-hmm. last year, I think I gave it to Joshua Dobbs. So the criteria, if you've been away from the team, even if you were only with the team in training camp or on the practice squad, you went away and you came back, you you, you were eligible. Um, so we were going last year with Dobbs. This year I was going to go with B.J. Finney. And after that, it's no. Then I was going to give it to Corliss Waitman because he came back and punted in a couple games. Mm-hmm. But finally wound up with, Ju- with uh, John Smith, if you will. Uh, also known as Juju Smith Schuster. Um, <laughs> so, I like and then, that. Uh, the, okay, so the Next Man Up Award. Uh, last year, I believe it was Robert Spillane. This year, I'm going to go with Dan Moore Jr. I uh, don't think he was expected to start, but because um, I forget his name now, the big guy couldn't get back Zach Banner. From injury. You're talking about. Zach Banner, yes, yes, because he he didn't get all the way back. I believe that Dan Moore wasn't expected to start, so he uh, wound up starting. And with the injuries and different things that we had this year, we have a few different people eligible. Could have given it to or mentioned Joe Haig and the glue, and also Chris Warmly got honorable mention So Mm -hmm. for the Next Man Up Award. And... The hardest one, I thought, was the Moving Train Award. So to be <laughs> eligible for that, just join the team after training camp uh, has started. Yeah. So um, last year, that was uh, Ray Ray McLeod. Now, this year, I was going to go with Joe Schobert because he was a starter for most of the year. But uh, then Montrevious Adams happened. So oh, yeah. the next man up award on my mm-hmm. behalf goes to Montrevious Adams. Now, Akilah Willis Witherspoon gets an honorable mention, and don't want to fail to mention Derek Tuska and Tarko Charlton. Uh, those also were some honorable mentions, but that that these are fictitious awards, and there are a whole lot of other awards given out by. Uh, people, but that's just a couple of thoughts I have on some awards based on Tomlinism and I like uh, that. the old yeah, TV show Welcome Back, Carter. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I'm I, not going to ask you to give any awards in those lines, but uh, I got to think about a any little disagreement. Bit. Any? Go ahead. I don't Max. see a disagreement. I don't see any disagreements. You know, I, I agree uh, with the honorable mentions as well. I thought, you know, like you said, John Leglue. Uh, coming in, I mean, fifth, fifth guard up, you yeah. know what I'm saying? That's amazing. And, uh, and really solidifying uh, a place in, along that line. Um, I thought J.C. Hassenauer would be another one I'd throw into the honorable mention category. But, mm-hmm. yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, Montrevious Adams, his impact was immediate, and it was muchly needed. And when you didn't have him in the lineup, you were worried. Um, but, no, played admirably. Chris Wormley, like you said, not expecting Steph to it and, and losing Tyson Alawalu, 
um, for Chris Wormley to play the way he did, especially against Baltimore, especially against yes. Baltimore, um, was, was, was huge. So, no, I, I like it. I like the Welcome Back Cotter Award as well. That's a good one. Mr. Cotter. Mr. Cotter, Mr. Cotter yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, uh, and that was one of the shows I used to watch as a young kid on syndication. So, I could appreciate that. So, no, I, th- I thought, Pepe, I thought, you, I thought you gave some great ones and definitely some great notes. And, and you know, kind of highlight some of those, like you said, unsung heroes. And, you know, not the official awards that come with a plaque, but you know what? They, co- they come with a back pad and they come with our, ad- our, our, our admiration. Absolutely. Thank you so much, brother. We got to roll on, but I appreciate that's well thought out as usual and appreciate you coming in the locker room. Okay. We'll be back with more after this. We got Jack, we got David on the, on the phone board. We'll be back to get your calls right here. 412-919-1316. We'll be back after this. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. The number is 412-919-1316, and we're going to go right on to the phones because David in Virginia is out there. David, you welcome to the locker room, buddy. Hey, how you doing? We're doing fabulous. All right. Uh, working on a little project, and... Uh, just wanted to run it by you. I was hoping to bring it to you in February after the season. But the season ended a little early, but I think we overachieved this year and showed some people we were going to be more than cellar dwellers in our division. There you go. So uh, working on uh, – I don't like the term man cave, so I'll call it a Steeler Shrine <laughs> uh, in, my, in my basement. And uh, I'm putting quotes on the wall. And I've got one for Chuck Noll, whatever it takes. Oh, yeah. Um, the one for Mike Tomlin is the standard is the standard. Right. Uh, do you agree with that one? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, these I agree. Coach Noel used to preach whatever it takes all the time. He always used to refer to the fact that teamwork is not necessarily 50-50. At times, it can be 75-25. It can be the defense carrying the offense, offense carrying the defense, special teams coming along, as we saw with the, uh, with the San Francisco 49ers, coming along to make big plays. It may be that. But, you know, just the fact is whatever it takes, that's what you got to produce. I saw that a whole lot in last year's and this year's team. We did what we had to to keep moving and keep winning. And like I said, it surprised some people both both seasons. Uh, but I'm having a little difficulty with uh, Coach Cowher. I've got a long one. I think it was during the uh, the Super Bowl run when we went in as a wild card where he said um, at one of the press conferences, he said adversity is uh, not what defines you. It's how you deal with it or something like that. I was looking for something a little shorter and needed your advice, yours and Max, on uh, a quote I could put on the wall from uh, Coach Coward. Hmm. You got something, hmm. Max. I mean, God, I mean, because I'm, I'm, I'm like jogging my brain, right, right mm-hmm. now. So <sighs> I remember when press conference he said, I, we will not be deterred. <laughs> Instead of saying, yeah. <laughs> instead of deterring. Yeah, I found, yeah. Yeah, I, I found some funny ones. Yeah. Uh, Coach yeah. Coward could, say, he could the, mangle the, a couple. Who, day, 
Who Day We Day. Yeah. I remember that one. Yeah. That, 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 that's yeah. one of those. I'm like, you know what? That, that That's a pretty. That's or a pretty you could go one. with the Heinz Ward one. Which is, you know, we, we, you got sometimes you got to take your hat off and give it to him <laughs> instead of tipping your cap. <laughs> Heinz, yep. Heinz I, I, I love Heinz. I mean, because there's a special affinity oh, yeah. for mangled malaprops that I possess with him. Yeah. I mean, the two of us together, right. we can mangle more malaprops than you can possibly, uh, uh, you know, figure out. But with Coach Cow, I'm trying to remember what what the sayings were. Give me that one you said again, Max. Oh, who day we day? <laughs> yeah, I, I I think I like I got to write that down because I'm gonna forget it. Believe there it or not. There you go. Right. Yeah, yeah. Man, uh, look, I wanted to say something a little little funny. I, I was thinking about trying to do this with each of our coaches. Could you imagine how big that room would be if a Cleveland Browns fan tried to do this? Oh my goodness, it'd be an encyclopedia. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. About as about as deep I, as that uh, quarterback graveyard. <laughs> yeah. All right. I appreciate it. I think I'm going to go with the who, who they do that. And um, yeah. I just want to let you guys know, and I hadn't called you since uh, last year with, with uh, Tunch retiring and, and leaving us. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'm one of these crazy folks that sit around and I watch what you guys do on the offensive line. And I know just as many offensive line names as I do wide receivers mm. and the, the, what they call the, the skill positions. <laughs> uh, you you yeah. guys play skill positions, and I try my best to watch what's going on there at the line, uh, and uh, seeing what you guys are doing down there in the, in the trenches. Uh, I greatly appreciate yeah. that. It shows that you are we a cultured it. fan, you know. Because I always yes. say this: you don't think it's you don't think that's a skill. You take a three hundred pounder, give him an eight yard <laughs> run at you, and see if you can grind him to a halt before he puts you on top <laughs> of the quarterback. That's skill, baby. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I, I agree 100% with you, and I love all you guys and enjoy watching you play. I, mean, I've been, I've been, I was born in 69, and I tell everybody I was born a Steeler fan. All right. And, uh, so I've come to a game every now and then when I get a chance, And uh, but I love watching the uh, the line work, both offensive and defensive, and, uh, and watching the, the struggles and the triumphs there just as much as I do the big passes and the runs and everything else because y'all produce all that anyway. All right. Thank you, brother. No, Anything else? No, we appreciate that. That's that's all. All right. That's all. I appreciate you guys. Man, don't be a stranger. Keep calling. Appreciate 412-919-1316. We got another one here in Connecticut. Jack, how you doing? What's That's the fact, Jack. What's up? <laughs> hey, Wolf and Max. Great to talk to you. This is the fact. Like that. <laughs> but, hey, first of all, I'm a – I'm a brand-new caller. I listen to you guys all the time. I'm originally from Pittsburgh, but I've been up here in Patriots country for 25 mm. years. And mm. uh, one of the best experiences I've had up here, uh, Wolf, and you may remember this, you had a pep rally up outside of Boston before a Patriots game. And you and Tunch and Fast Willie came up with the Steelers crowd and you know, had a little rally there. So we were in there, loved it. But, uh, hey, I have uh, two things I want to just run past you, and I'm going to save my last question about yesterday's uh, Bills game for last because if I ask that one first, you may either say, this guy can't call back again. I can't believe he's asking this, but I'm going to ask <laughs> it just for curiosity. But, uh, hey, this season, I think we overachieved as a, as a group uh, with Steelers Nation and the Steelers and the team. Uh, we made it to the playoffs. Uh, 
been psyched about that. And the, the season did take its toll on the faithful. Uh, in full disclosures, I've had weak moments, but there were two experiences I've had that really changed my uh, outlook on the Steelers. So last year in the first COVID season, I was pumped up because we had that great start. But as we started in the meltdown, I was lambasting our guys. So what does my nephew out in California do? He sets up a conference call, one of those video calls. Mm -hmm. And who's on the call but Heinz Ward? (laughs) So what he did is he arranged that service where you can, you know, reach out to a pro athlete and Mm -hmm. have him do a video message to somebody. Mm -hmm. So it's Heinz Ward thanking me for being a Steeler fan, but he's calling me out saying, hey, Jack. When the going gets tough, you have to stick with it. You have to be even better. <laughs> so I was like, oh, my God, I was called out by Heinz Ward. <laughs> I, I just was like, I can't I can't live this down. So you'd think that would have cured me. But this season, uh, you know, I was down on us again. Just, just, you know, I've had that bad uh, stretch. But here, you know, with uh, Presley Harvin, our punter, you know, I was bemoaning him, too, until – you know, then uh, this is something that really impacted me. I'd say, you know, from the Immaculate uh, reception to this, uh, watching Presley and what he had to deal with. Yeah. You know, which you guys say all the time, hey, players are people. We don't know what's going on behind yeah. the scenes. But here, you know, he does what he does between what happened with his father, with his grandmother, and that game, the playoff, he has his best game ever. So, that really uh, pumped me and motivated me, and I watched his interview. And if you haven't watched that, there, uh, Steeler fans, you know, go on uh, Steelers.com and watch the interview with Presley. What a powerful interview, and what a powerful young man! Excellent. So, Excellent. just wanted to make those couple, couple comments. Beautiful, but guys. Yeah, here's my it. last question about the, the about the Bills games, and please uh, don't laugh too much because I think I know what you guys are going to say. So there's 13 seconds left, <laughs> and the guy's got Mahomes back there. You know he's going to be throwing. Why couldn't the, the uh, Why couldn't the Bills players just look tackle Kelsey off the line, uh, tackle the other guy off the line? Yeah, you're going to get a holding call, but what five six seconds goes off, so they have one more. Pick. I know it's not, you know the sportsmanlike thing to do, but hey, if you tackle those two guys and take a penalty, <laughs> you know, that's less time for him to come down and do what he did. So I know what you're going to say, but what do you think of that one? Uh, that's unusual. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Uh, it, it is a tactic. It is a tactic. I don't know if it's the best a tactic. But it will stop the clock as well. You know what I mean? They'll reset the clock, too. All right, so what you oh, got well, to go back? Yeah, so yeah I think it, ahead, if, if I recall, no, I, I think that they reset the clock or whatever. They, they comes to it just stops the clock. Now, what you well, got to do, and, it, they, and they still had timeouts left. Yeah, uh, the, the <coughs> point that also yeah. benefited them. Yeah, and here's here's the thing about it. Some we used, this was the tactic Mike Webster always used to refer to. He always used to say, "Have you ever watched Wild Kingdom back in the day?" Now that was uh, Marlon. Uh, I'm trying to remember what his name, and it was uh, it was a uh, mutual of Omaha Wild Kingdom, and it was about this guy. Uh, Mar- 
Marlon Perkins. Yes, Marlon Perkins. That's exactly it. So what do you do? There was always this his foil, Jim. My, Marlon Perkins was a guy that goes, okay, we're uh, about 100 yards away, and we're watching as Jim wrestles this python in the middle of the Amazon River or something, right? You know, he, he, it was always Jim that was taking the body blows, right? And, and Webby always used to say, this is what would happen if you got somebody like, you know, Reggie White, if you got somebody like Randy White, if you got Lawrence Taylor. He goes, we need a dart gun so that we can dart them when and we're in a pileup. Anybody got a dart gun so we can we can, we can, we can render these guys, you know, unconscious. A little, little dart in the butt, you know, a little, little something or other. You know, that's that's that was Mike Webster. It was hilarious. When one of these guys starts getting out of control, we got to do something, and that's that's the only thing I could think of. You know, take them down in a pile up, and maybe have a little something that puts them to sleep. A little ground and pound. A little yeah. ground and pound. Oh my goodness! I will never forget that Mutual of Omaha Wild Kingdom, a show that was on TV, and they would have here's Jim. Jim's going to wrestle a lion while Marlon Marlon is in the tree a quarter mile away watching through a, a binoculars. You know. <laughs> it was hilarious. So anyhow, that's that's well, the only thing I could think of because truly, I, I have to tell you, you know, I mean, what would have been better is maybe only rushing three and dropping eight, and you put a guy into the gap where they were splitting some of the seams. That's you know, that sort of thing could have been different. I don't know. There, there's a lot of things you can look in retrospect. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, yeah. Hindsight is uh, everybody's an Einstein, and everybody's a multimillionaire go by hindsight but i just want to thank you guys again for all making this humorous and feeling uh, like uh, the steelers community is you know one unique group of people i really appreciate it well appreciate you brother and we appreciate you coming to the locker room this is where steelers nation comes together to meet as a group so thank you so very much appreciate you and uh, we're going to go to break now thank you so, thank you brother all right folks we'll be back with more after this we got circus george in the hopper we'll be back with you after this this is in the locker room with wolf and starks presented by your neighborhood ford store on espn pittsburgh and steelers nation radio all right it's the gun lap here or the final bell, however you like to put it, as we are bringing to close the locker room for this day on a Monday. And, you know, Max, we were just talking off the air, and one of the things that I, I forgot about was that it was just a mere three weeks ago when the Cincy Bengals actually beat Kansas City when, uh, you know what, they, you got Joe Burrow through from almost 450 yards and four TDs. Get Zooks, man. I forgot about that. So what you're saying is we might get another instant classic in Arrowhead. You know, that doesn't that sound like it could be something? I mean, you think about this. First of all, you're you had me up here for it. Yep. <laughs> you got Mahomes and you got Josh Allen and now you got Mahomes and Burrow. I mean, the AFC quarterback roster, the the the, the quarterback roster is really a young talent here in the AFC, man. Yeah, and I think that's kind of one of well, the exciting thing, I think you look at the changing of the guard, right? Right. You know, you know, I actually saw ben. that over in England at the Queens, you know, you the, did. yeah, I was over in London, had the family over there. We had at uh, the, the, I forgot Kensington. No, Kensington Palace or what? It's the big, the big palace there in London, you know, where they had the changing of the guard with for the queen. Yeah. Yeah. I actually saw that, man. That was pretty cool. So it's more than so just a it, statement. 
is more than just a state. Did, now, did you try? Did you try and fluster the um, the soldiers on duty? Did you try and no, make no, because I figured you know what, I'd probably end up getting arrested or something like that. You know, it would be my luck to have the one guy that that like breaks rank and like <laughs> no whap. <laughs> hey, you're not supposed to move. Hey, hey, stop it. <laughs> Yeah, that, that, that takes off his fuzzy microphone cover hat and just beats you with it. Exactly. That'd be my Look, luck. Who, mommy, who's that man getting beat with a pom-pom? <laughs> it looks like your winter boot, Mom. What is that? You know? Yeah, what is that? Is he hurting an animal right now? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my heavens. Oh, my God. So, going back to the I, I hope, I hope, I hope we get another London game together, Wolf. That would be we fun. We would have some adventures. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would – we would indeed, my friend. Uh, looking at this game, I remember Jamar Chase had 11 catches for 266 yards and three touchdowns. I mean, one of the things that just rocks me is that he he scored on a third and 27. I mean, un- that you talk about a blown coverage. But if you think about that in terms of what we witnessed last night with the Buffalo game, and remember the Gabriel Davis throwing a, a, either LeJarrius Sneed or, or Charverius Ward, well, actually him falling to the ground. You know what I mean? Kansas City can be attacked deep. No, they they can, and here's the thing. I think when you look at the matchup outside of the offensive line uh, being a key glaring error for for the Bengals, um, on the outside, I think they match up really well. And the way that Joe Burrow utilizes, you know, what I call the twin towers of receivers, right, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase. Right. And then and then also having Tyler Boyd there. Tyler as, Boyd as is tough. It's Pittsburgh. And in kid. the slot, yeah, Pittsburgh kid, Pittsburgh tough. And I think that's the other thing is that he creates a mismatch at that at that nickel slot position. And Joe knows how how things are going to unfold and he knows who he's going to, you know, a lot of times, you know, based off of the based off the schematic. So I think there like you said, it, it's a real opportunity, and and we and you just watched Josh Allen carve up your secondary, right? With Gabriel Davis, right? Gabriel Davis set a playoff record for most touchdowns in a single game, um, you know, four of them, and then having two hundred two hundred plus yards receiving, that's something that could be had. I mean, yes, they, did they pay special attention to Stephon Diggs? Absolutely, but then they forgot about Gabriel Davis, <laughs> and I think with the Bengals, you can't isolate one of these guys because. Any one of them can take over the game if if if, if Joe gets into a, a rhythm with them. So you've got to be mindful of that. It's just the whole offensive line being able to hold up. And then defensively, I think, you know, you realize Pat Mahomes is going to get Pat Mahomes stats. Yeah, yeah. But what you can't do, like the Bills did, if you're going into zone and you're committing to blitz, you have to have tight windows. Boy, because you just as easy as that. Because think about this: in that 13 second drive, that last play right before the kick, you're 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 running all vertical routes, and you know Patrick Mahomes said in his post game interview, he said after the after the Tyreek um, hit, he was like, "Hey, if we're running this play again, dude, I'm going to bend it to the inside because that safety's turning his shoulders." Right. And they're running fence coverage right uh, mm-hmm. across the board quarters. Four yep. men deep, and he IDs his guy. And the second the safety on the right side 
turns those shoulders to commit to Tyreek Hill. He just bends it, takes the inside half on the other safety right there. I mean, it was it was right open. beautiful in simplicity. So if, I, if, if I'm the Bengals, I'm watching that film and saying, okay, this is what I cannot let happen. Even if we have to go into Siegel High or go into a cover three to where there is like that fence post in the middle. Right. And then dropping <clears throat> the other co- corners off the corners and then playing secondary support and creating that, you know, that, that what I call staggered fence. Mm-hmm. That's what you need because those holes, if you go fence across the board, straight up four over, that's that that's what you get. So hopefully they're they're going to come up with some things, but that defensive line has to be able to create a pass rush and make it hairy for um, Patrick Mahomes. And I'm not sure they're so dinged up they can do it. So I think this might be another just you know aerial assault game where where you're not really worried about you know. Run, I mean, for for goodness' sake, Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes were your leading rushers. Oh yeah. For both 65 and I mean, 64 yards, yeah. Yeah, come on. Uh, so, yeah. you know, so I think I think that's where the Cincinnati will make some hay because I like Joe Mixon. Now, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, first game back, right, trying to get back in the groove of things. But Joe Mixon is battle-tested. And if you're going to talk about limiting this aerial assault, it's going to have to be time of possession. And I think that's where the Bengals can make – and that's what the Bengals did game one. They utilized a game where they controlled the line of scrimmage and they controlled the time of possession. That's what allowed them to be there. And then, of course, Joe Burrow was laser accurate. You're gonna need you're gonna need to reincarnate that one more time. You know the the one that just stuck out to me was that 64 yarder to the cheetah. You know Tyreek Hill. I mean, because no no other human in the NFL does that. Nobody turns the corner on that seam in the in the secondary oh. like he did to outrun. The angle people had angles on him. If you go back and look, they had angles on him, and he outran them in those angles. He chewed up the angles. He did. You know, he looked he looked like a toddler with construction paper. I mean, just chewed around it. Right there was, I mean, he hit the corner and the acceleration, and it looked like everybody else was starting to run in quicksand. Like there was quicksand on the yes. field somewhere. Yes, and he just absolutely. It, it was. I mean, it's mind boggling to see. Um, he's just such a tremendous, tremendously talented, gifted kid with speed, um, and it works perfect. You know, you know I got to tell you something. It, again, you just triggered something. Why do they call quicksand quicksand when it's slow sand? Because you know, if you run, if if you ever run on a beach, running in sand is slow. That's hard work. And then you've got the liquid sand where you know you you sink in, but you sink in very slowly. I don't understand that. That just I don't know. It just doesn't work for me. Well, but well, 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 but here's my thing. Okay. The more you struggle, the faster it works. Oh. That's why you have to stay still. That's what makes it slow. It's when you start moving, the sand displaces faster, and it quickly sucks you in. Oh wow! That's you ever notice that? Okay. That's why I say when you get in quicksand, just stay still. Stay still. Okay. Until yeah, you're dead. That's what makes it slow sand. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thank well, you for until correcting somebody that. can hopefully find you. Yeah. <laughs> But the problem is like, oh, oh, I'm stuck, I'm stuck. And you start doing this, and you just start sucking in deeper. Don't move. I'm here. Okay. I'm here. Yeah, I, don't move. I have don't an move. itch. I got an itch. I got an itch bad. Don't move. Hey, the itch isn't that bad. Is the itch worth your life? Is the itch worth your life? That's all I got to say. So, getting back to our point of topic here, um, the fact of the matter is, you know, the the things, again, the one thing that just separates, I think, uh, 
Mahomes from every, so many guys that we've talked about before was that his his ability to move around and create those throwing lanes that you can't account for. You know, especially if he gives you the side eye, you know, and then throws the opposite way. That you know, running, climbing the, climbing up in the pocket, and then pitching the ball instead of throwing it. You know, pitching it to some guy sitting out there five yards ahead of him, and he takes off for twenty yards. I mean, those are the backbreakers when, defensively speaking, you're doing all your dotting your eyes, crossing your t's, and you're in your rush lanes doing the things that you should do. And he's able to extend that play to exploit yet again that one vulnerable area. If you just rush four, and if you bring five, he's even better at torching you off of the blitz than he is off of just a four-man rush. And this is why he's the highest-paid quarterback in the league. True. Right? True. Because he he makes the impossible possible, the unconventional normal. He's the grim reaper. He does. Oh, he absolutely is. I mean, think about that shovel pass Mm -hmm. that he burned us both games with. Yep. Uh, (laughs) That didn't work against uh, uh, the Bills. You know, he did not work against. No, the Bills. it clanged it off the face mask of uh, what's his name, Mixon. Yeah, was it I Mixon mean, or uh, was it the other? No, guy? not Mixon. Okay, was it? Um, no, it was. Um, it was somebody else. Uh, Doesn't anyways, matter. I can't remember his name right yeah. now. Anywho, but it's just it's the off platform. It's not delivering a pass the way that you expect it. Yes, and I think that's one of the things that really makes it tough to combat against because he does like these schoolyard backyard throws and he makes them look normal he makes them look orchestrated because he practices them you know one of the things i was telling you know and i'm, I'm sure you saw this you know his warm-ups pre-game all the stuff that you see in the game he works it into his normal game time hmm so you see him sidearm, you see him underarm, you see him cross body, you see him high high dumps, you see him with the he goes through all of this in his progression just to make sure that when he comes out, he has the full tool belt on. You know, he's Batman right. at that moment. He's he he's got an accessory on that belt for, for whatever the occasion needs, and he's going to deploy it. And his teammates just are numb to it now. You know, you know, I, I think that's the other thing, and and it's just so much fun to watch, man. It, it's it's going to be fun to watch the game on Sunday. You know, what? let's go to Circus George real quick. George, I'm so sorry, time got away from me, but I want to get you in before we go. You're going to have to make it real that's brief, okay. brother. But because we love you, yep. Hey, we're, listen, we're bringing you in. All right. I uh, I don't feel so bad about getting whooped by the Chiefs because they're really good. Yes, <laughs> I mean, yeah, <laughs> Captain Obvious here. They're really good. I mean, uh. Watching us get whooped, and then you watch Buffalo, a very talented young team, not get whooped, but just the game taken away. I mean, <laughs> oh, yeah, this game is won. Not, actually, no, it's not won. You're going to lose. It was it's phenomenal. George, 25 yeah. points in a minute and a half or something like that. It was ridiculous. It's like indoor football, you know, arena ball. Yeah. It, it was It was amazing. It was amazing to watch. I, I, I was in disbelief. I'm sure every Bills fan was, too. <laughs> What was your favorite? Hey, I'll tell you a quick sad. Hmm? I'll Go tell ahead. you. I'll tell you a quick sad story. I fell in some when I was ten. Nobody knew I was there. My cousin, my sister, and I were bike riding. I decided to try to jump over a ditch. Didn't know the other side was quicksand. Oh fell no! Fell in waist deep. And my cousin didn't want to help because he had clean clothes on. No. My my <laughs> sister pulls me out. Yes. No. My cousin who ends up being a very high priced jeweler on Saint Armand Circle. 
when in his adult life. Uh, yeah, you know what? I have clean clothes on. I can't do this. I'll get in trouble. <laughs> Obviously, Needless to say, when know. I got home, I got my butt beaten for that one anyways. What were you doing jumping over a ditch for anyways? Well, was, I'm a boy. You know, the ditch was there. Why would I ride my bike yeah. around it? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, that's fabulous. Only but the did you have to stay like still? Did you have did, to oh, stay yeah. still, George? It was that the trick? Oh yeah. Well, I couldn't move. I was. I was. I went into my waist, and I was up chest deep by the time my sister and my cousins found me. Oh my like, goodness! Oh, <laughs> I'll never forget my cousin oh. saying, I, "You know, I got clean clothes on. I'm not going down there." <laughs> George, we got to run, but thank you. Praise care, God, guys. you thank made you it, that. brother. I appreciate it so yeah. much. All right, thank you so much for only in the locker room could you have somebody like Circus George calling with his own quicksand experience. That's amazing. But yes. That's Steelers Nation. Yes. Exactly. Max, we'll do this tomorrow, my friend. So good to have you back. Good to see you. All bright and cheery and full of joy. Back in the saddle, baby. (laughs) We're here for the ride. (laughs) All right. And to all the folks out there, we thank you so very much for joining us. I know that you got a lot of choices out there, and we appreciate the fact that you come on in the locker room and we go. We're at the locker room where Steelers Nation comes together. We'll see you tomorrow, everybody. Same bat time, same bat channel. See you later, Max. See ya.